and welcome. This is Talking Aerospace Today, the podcast for the aerospace and defense industry and the trends that drive the digital enterprise, a place that brings the promise of tomorrow's technology to the years of our listeners today. And I'm your host, Scott Salzweedle. I welcome you to our first episode of a four-part series. I'm excited to get started. So just look around you. Digitalization is transforming our lives and the way we interact with one another, how we commute and how we shop and how we work. It's also transforming entire industries. The aerospace and defense industry is no exception. In fact, we are seeing more electrical aircraft, the emergence of electrical vertical takeoff and landing or VTOL aircraft. Now, that could be its own little podcast. We're seeing plans for new supersonic aircraft, next-generation fighter jets, new satellites. Space travel is about to burst on the scene. Crazy times, I know. So this podcast focuses on how aerospace manufacturers and their supply chain can take a more integrated systems approach to program planning and execution at a time when there's so much innovation. We're talking about ways in which the industry can build aircraft smarter, faster, better, and save some dollars in the process. So you might be asking yourself, how is that even possible? I'm happy to have a real expert with me today who will shine some light on this very topic. Joining us is Dale Tutt from Siemens Digital Industry Software. At Siemens, Dale is known as the go-to guy for all things aerospace and defense. Welcome, Dale. It's great to have you with us today. Hey, thank you, Scott. And it's really nice to be with you on this podcast. Thanks a lot. Great. Okay. So it's just awesome to have you on the show. So a little bit more about Dale and what he brings to the table. Dale is the Vice President of Aerospace and Defense at Siemens. He has over 30 years experience in engineering design, development, and program leadership within the aerospace industry. He specializes in building highly effective cross-functional teams to achieve complex operations when building today's aircraft. Before Siemens, Dale worked at the Spaceship Company, which is part of Virgin Galactic, Textron, Aviation, Cessna, and Bombardier Aerospace. Wow, Dale, that's quite a track record. Well, yeah, you know, I've been uh, super lucky to work in a lot of different projects and a lot of cool projects. And uh, it's been very fun, very exciting, and uh, but I still feel like I'm just getting started. Great. Okay, so as we begin our podcast, I'd like to start at the at a high level first and talk about integrated program planning and execution. And what is it about integrated program planning and execution that's close to your heart? How, how does it resonate with you? What, what do you like to tell your people? I've been fortunate to lead a lot of different programs. And, you know, whether it's a business jet or a spaceship or a new fighter, you know, we always are striving to go faster, whether it's to certify faster, to get through flight testing faster, or go into production faster. We've always struggled to meet program cost and schedule while still meeting the program requirements. There's always so many things, so it's so, such complex programs. There's so many moving parts, the engineering, the tooling, the, the building of the airplane, the actual testing of it. There's now with all the software, these, these programs are so large and complex. And it's something that a lot of companies struggle with. Just Google program management in aerospace and defense, and you'll find quotes like from Deloitte that talks about aerospace and defense, still late and still over budget. And, and this is a common trend that you hear. And so program management is a hot topic for a lot of companies. And so when we talk about Program management, we're also talking about early in the process as far as bidding for a program in the first place, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So it's that uh, you're going through a bidding process. You have to try to put together a bid that will win, be more competitive than everyone else, but you still have to manage and minimize your own risks. And so it's that disconnect sometimes between 
the bid and the actual program execution process that a lot of companies also struggle with. Okay, so when we talk about our the IPPNE, which is the acronym for Integrated Program Planning and Execution, what would you say is the one key differentiator that, that Siemens brings to the table that the competition really doesn't offer? Yeah, I think it's it's the fact that we're able to fully integrate your requirements, your costs, your resources into a single interface. A lot of companies, they'll have an engineering management system where they're entering all of their engineering tasks and they'll have their production scheduling in another system and their test management in another. And then their program management solution may be in another system altogether. And the fact that we're now able to integrate this all into a single solution where everyone is using the same interface, it's really a new way of looking at it. So instead of working in disparate systems and disconnected systems, everything's now connected together. So whether it's your master plan, your test plans, your work breakdown structure, your integrated master schedule, your requirements, all of these things are now connected together in one place. And that's the front end then for a powerful scheduling manager there where you can do your resource optimization as well as your critical path analysis and some what-if scenarios. And so having everything together simplifies the management of your schedule, but offers full transparency and complete visibility for the program manager so that you always know what's going on. You have better information to make better decisions. So I think that's the one thing that really differentiates this solution from what a lot of other companies are providing right now. Okay. I would imagine traceability is huge. Task automation, uh, when you put a, a task into the program, it filters through all stages, all phases, so that everybody knows what's going on. It sort of happens in real time. So, Dale, let me ask you this. It's kind of an obvious question, but I'll go ahead and ask you anyway. Why are so many programs failing today? I, I know there's increased complexity. I know digitalization is, is at the forefront, specifically for aerospace. What are some of the challenges they're facing and, and how can we uh, tackle those? It's a great question. And we've talked with a lot of companies and, and it probably boils down to four things. Companies are struggling with poor upfront planning. It's knowing what all the tasks are that need to be incorporated in a program really having a good understanding of how long each one of those tasks is going to take and how many resources it's going to take. And that then can lead into problems and challenges within the actual bid and proposal process itself. So if you don't have a strong basis of estimate to use as you develop a proposal, that's going to make it harder to produce a winning proposal, and that'll then make it harder to execute on that program. And then some of the challenges that we see that also then flow out of this is that the resources don't always meet the needs because you haven't been able to plan effectively as you start to go into the and execute on the program. You don't have all the people that you need to work on the program or you don't have enough material. And then that finally really flows into what we maybe say lack of program discipline, but I really a lot of times say it's just lack of information for a program manager to actually make a great decision when there's a new requirement and there's change in scope. And so being able to have a digital thread that connects everything together gives the program manager much more visibility on how a new requirement affects all of the downstream engineering and manufacturing and testing functions so that they're able to make a much more powerful, much more better decision, better informed decision, because they're able to do a strong impact analysis because they have full traceability with their digital thread. Very much so. The, uh, the digital thread has a huge role here. None of this could happen without the digital thread. 
And we'll be talking more about the digital threat in just a second, but I still want to just talk a little bit more about these challenges and why aerospace manufacturers just really aren't living up to the expectations of where they should be. I look back and I think of some of the setbacks for the industry and how some of those setbacks might be related to the topic we're we're discussing today. I mean, we have Boeing 787, there was an Airbus 380 mishap, the F-35. So the industry has been plagued with um, some very noteworthy mishaps. So is there anything that you'd like to add to the history of, of the mishaps that might be applicable to what we're talking about here? You know, it's always hard to understand or maybe fully comprehend what happened on a program unless you were actively a part of it. But, you know, there seem to be some common themes with how these programs were managed and and managing the large number of suppliers and the complexity of the program, the software in the program. And so it always comes down to how you're managing the program and how all of these different elements come together. And so having a good program plan built up around a work breakdown structure that can really help guide your program and how you're going to go through the steps can really help with the overall management of the program. You know, there's always going to be risk. There's always going to be something that goes wrong, but how do you recover from that? It's when you have the rich, the fullness of the information in your program plan uh, that you're able to make those adjustments and, and adapt to whatever, uh, whatever changes happen as they go through the program. So I think that's kind of yeah, you know, that's one way of looking at it. There's obviously always a lot of challenges with any big program This with a new product like that. So you mentioned risk, and I know there's risk management within the integrated program we're talking about here. How do we work around risk in today's aerospace? It's a great question. Uh, the biggest challenge I, that I've always seen with risk is you have to be able to quantify the risk and what the impact on the schedule and cost can be. But you really have to have a good basis for your fundamental program as you're starting, that you know what your program is, you understand what the risks are, and then how those risks can impact it. And I think that where a lot of companies struggle with risk is they don't have a good way to estimate what the risks can be and maybe what the impacts are. And so one of the things that we've tried to do with the IPP&E solution is we're closing the loop. It's a closed-loop process. So because everything's in a single interface in Team Center, you have all the data from the start of the program to the finish. You know what you said it would take to do. You know what happened in the middle of the program that maybe caused changes. And you understand what the impact of those changes are. So now when you're starting a new program, you're not flying blind. You have this analysis, the lessons learned from previous programs and that historical data that allows you to maybe make a better estimate of your risks and a better estimates of what those impacts on the programs actually turned out to be when they went through them. So I think this is one area where we can help manage and mitigate the risks that are natural to be in any part of a big program, big complex program like this. You bring up a good point. And I, I was fascinated to learn that many times when a aerospace company, when they go through the bidding process, that's it's its own process. And once they win the bid, it's almost like they start over again. I was surprised at how many companies... There's the bidding process, a start and a finish. And then once they begin the program, it's, it's a new start. And I think what we're talking about here with, with our solution, you can move right in from the bidding process into designing, building the aircraft, correct? Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it's one of the most, uh, it can be one of the most frustrating aspects. And you talk to people that have been involved in it. It's sometimes two teams. So you have the bid and proposal team, and then you have the team that actually inherits the program and has to start executing on 
to quote one of my friends that's a program manager, or what the company got signed up for. And so with, with the solution and how we've connected the bid and the proposal process into the actual program management process, you, you go through that bid and proposal, all the data is there, part of it. It's a part of that system. And so now you're making a more effective handoff because what you built the bid and proposal around is used as the basis for your program management system. And, and you don't have to move it from one system to another. You know, the, sometimes the bid and proposal tools can be very simple things. It may be just as a PowerPoint or Microsoft Word document. You know, those are great tools, but then that data has to be entered into the proper program plan when, you're, when you start executing on a program. And so what we've tried to do now is with everything in one system and a simple, easy to use interface is all the data is there. As you start your program, you can take all the data in from your bid and proposal process and you have that as a basis. And then again, part of it is learning. It's the organic learning that an organization needs to be able to go through where you can take the information that you learned from the last program, the last bid and proposal, then how you executed the program and use that as a basis for the next program takes a lot of the risk out of your proposal. It also helps with handoffs and and that when you start executing a program, you have a better chance of making it comply with how you bid and proposed that program in the first place. That's powerful stuff. That's really good stuff. So let me ask you this. Uh, In my research, I kept on coming across task automation. I know this is a big deal. Can you explain a little bit about task automation? Yes, we often feel that task automation is really the key to unlocking innovation. When you are going through a what would I say is a traditional program, and you're you have your data is being entered in one, you know, engineering data is being entered in this system, and your man, your program management schedules in another system. These are disconnected systems, and you have your engineers and your people, your technical people, spending a lot of time managing a schedule. And so, by having everything in one system and automating that those tasks of updating the schedule. When you complete a task, you, you release a drawing, you release a report, or you finish a test, that task is automatically updated in Team Center, and then the schedule gets updated. So now you don't have to have someone going in and doing a second set of activities to update that schedule. So the engineer and the technician is now spending their time focusing on solving complex problems and being creative, not managing a schedule, not, not doing these administrative tasks. And so that's really when you start to see more people focusing on innovation and, get, and getting those solving challenges instead of this data management piece. And so I think that's, that's where the real opportunity of having that task automation built into the solution is really, really comes from. And just to be clear with task automation, it's not only the aerospace company, but it's also the supply chain that gets involved in this as well, correct? Absolutely. Everything can be connected. You can have your suppliers, your tier ones, your big suppliers working in the solution as well. So it enhances how you share data, your schedules. And so you can really, again, as a program leader, you have complete visibility into your whole program and, and by linking these together. So it's it, everybody can be involved in it and you can start to streamline the transfer of data between companies. Yeah, great. We've touched on this already before, but I, I just, I can't emphasize this enough. When we talk about our integrated program, it's all about... Today, we have our, our companies, our manufacturers, it's, 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 there's a separation, there's a disconnect between planning and execution phases. And we've talked about it already, um, even with the bidding process, how there's a separate bidding process. And then once the bid is won, there's a new process that begins f- for the uh, aircraft to actually um, start the actual build. So we've talked about that. Is, is there anything more we want to talk about in regards to the separation of the planning and the execution phases? 
Yeah, I think simply stated, it's with the connectivity that we have with the digital thread, we've really broken down the silos between all these different processes. So you can smooth the handoff or the transition between engineering to manufacturing from the bid process to the actual program management team that's going to be executing the program. So that connectivity through through the digital thread, I think, really provides a lot of a lot more visibility, a lot more transparency, and certainly uh, helps to break down a lot of those silos and provide better information to make make your decisions as you go forward. So it's that digital thread again. It's the key. That's how, how we integrate the planning process with the program execution. So just for for our listeners who might not uh, not quite sure what we mean by digital thread, could you quickly define digital thread for us? I always define it as it's the connectivity. It's the interconnections between one work process into another and so or one piece of data into another so that when you're working you're handing off data so if you have a requirement it can be linked to all of the downstream functions that are affected by that requirement so it's much more than just managing 3d cad data i mean that's not the real power of a of a plm system it's when you're able to take those requirements and show a strong linkage right into your work breakdown structure into your test articles into your test planning into all the deliverables that you have to work on, into your tools, into the parts that you build, and then what you actually eventually deliver to your customer in the form of a like a seedrill or something, or into the actual product. And so because you have these things are linked together and that you have traceability from beginning to end, how you ver- you know, your requirement all the way to how you verified it and then into the delivered product, you can now see the impact of a change in the process. So if I have to change the design, what are the what are the downstream functions that are also affected by it? So you're able to add automations into that. You don't have to rely on emails and, and phone calls to notify the downstream people that something's changed. The system can help automate and automatically do that. So it's just that complete end-to-end connectivity. Maybe an example, if you're going through an auditing process and you want to show how you've showed compliance to a certain requirement, someone would say, okay, go show me this requirement. People are going to filing cabinets and they're going to different share drives and SharePoint and all different sites to pull the information. With the digital thread, it's all right there. It's connected together. And all that time you spend looking for the data, you no longer have to do it because it's all right there and it's connected together. So that's the thread. It connects from the beginning to the end of the product. And it's all in real time. It's all real time. The other quick question I have for you, Dale, is um, I have seen, excuse me for the acronym, EVMS, Earned Value Management System. Let's touch on on the Earned Value Management System. What is it and what does it mean to our customers? Uh, So Earned Value Management System is really just a way to help manage programs. It's looking at your program costs and your program schedule. And I, I always tell people, simply stated, it's how much work did I say or how much work did I plan that I would get done versus how much work did I get done? And by applying a cost to those resources, you're able to actually look at the value of time versus cost of the planned work versus time and cost of of the actual work completed. So because all the data is in one place, you're able to pull those costs into your system and calculate your earned value management system. So it's an important piece of any program management system, really is a primary tool that a lot of customers will look at when they're calculating how much progress they've made on the program. So it's not just looking at schedule independently of cost. It's it's a way of looking at both together. Exactly. And I think the magical word here is profitability. Yeah. As the process continues forward, you're able to take a quick look and see, 
how much time, how much money you're investing in this particular area. And you can then sort of forecast how profitable the end product might be. Is that correct? Absolutely. It's, it's maybe more of a, a look at how much money it's going to take to, to oversimplify it, how much money is it going to take to complete the program. It's the ability to forecast, you know, you're working on a billion dollar development program and you're able to forecast, are you going to be able to complete it within the planned budget and schedule or are you going to need more time or more money to help to complete the tasks? Very good. We've covered quite a bit here today. I was wondering if we could wrap things up with um, a success story of your own. What real world scenario have you seen that our listeners should know about? Yeah, I think there's a lot of real world scenarios that we're starting to see right now through the program management uh, with things like the new strike bomber, the B-21. Saw a news story over the weekend that talked about the fact that it's largely on cost, largely on schedule because they're able to implement, uh, you know, some of these uh, program management processes. So we do see as much as as much as we hear about all of the cost overruns of the past, there are a lot of examples of programs that are starting to run together very, today very smoothly. And even though it's early in the in the development cycle, the Boeing, the T seven, uh, you know, the new trainer that Boeing's developing, you know, all the reports, all the indications are that things are progressing very well. And so it's because they've been able to connect all of their, you know. They've been able to implement stronger digital threads through all of their processes, and that ties right into their program management processes. And we see companies that are being very successful today with these with these new systems that are coming online. That's a great example. The um, was that the Boeing T seven? Yeah, it was the TX program. It's now the T seven. For you listeners out there, go ahead and Google Boeing T seven. It's it's a great story. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the future. Fantastic story. Yeah. So finally, Dale, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, we've talked about you know our integrated planning execution program. Lots of good stuff here. But what would you like to see added to our program? What, is there talk in the future of what we can do to make this an even more robust solution? We're always looking to make the make all of our products better and make further improvements. You know, as people look forward, go forward. I think one of the things I'd like to see more of is is how do we enhance the automation? How do we implement some of the new artificial intelligence techniques and data mining that's out there to maybe even start to have the system start predicting our risks better, maybe start predicting our cost and schedule impacts and start predicting ways to organize the schedules and our programs better so that they can run even more efficiently, run faster, run less cost, and still meet or exceed all of their performance objectives. So I think that's one area where we might start to see some, you know, some future enhancements that uh, companies would start to benefit from. It's, it's just a lot of possibilities out there. That makes a lot of sense. So really the bottom line is Siemens digital industry software is ahead of the curve in aerospace. And it's no surprise we're bringing in the technology of tomorrow to our customers today in a number of very real profitable ways. So with that, I'd like to thank you, Dale, for visiting with us today. Unfortunately, our time has run out. My sincere thanks to you. Yeah, no problem, Scott. It's uh, It's been a great conversation and uh, on a fun topic, and uh, thank you for having me. Definitely, definitely. And we'll be talking again soon. And of course, I'd like to extend my many thanks to our listeners. I'm glad you tuned in to this podcast. Thank you, listeners. Uh, and remember, at the top of the show, I mentioned Dale, and I will be doing a four-part series on this topic. So check back here for more information on our next podcast. Also, in the meantime, you can visit us online at Siemens.com slash PLM slash Aerospace Defense. 
This is Talking Aerospace Today, and I hope you'll join us again for our next podcast. Until then, bye for now.